Movies. Hi, and welcome to another episode of BAMcast, the badly awesome movies podcast with your hosts Justin and Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello. How are you? Haven't spoken for a while. We haven't. We haven't. It's been um, no real chatting in between recordings this month. What have you been up to? Uh, well, you go first because I know you've been to PAX and that was something you've been I looking have. forward to for a long time. That's your your annual pilgrimage, I guess, since they started doing yeah. PAX Australia. So tell me all about it. Yeah, well, um, PAX, for those that don't know, is a uh, the Penny Arcade Expo. The Australian one's been going for, oh, I think, seven or eight years now. Wow, I didn't realise it had been so long. Yeah, um, there have been a few. The first one was actually back at the, um, the show- Melbourne Showgrounds. Yeah, I knew the Showgrounds was the first one. And then they moved to the um, Melbourne Exhibition and Convention Centres after that. And uh, it pretty much packs it out. They have um, video games, board games. They have role-playing. They have podcasts. They have, um, I'll say celebrities, but... That's always a loose term when you look at um, conventions. I was going to say, do they bring uh, they celebrities for panels? Meet and greets, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't really do the meet and greet with a celebrity type thing, but there are occasionally people that'll do a panel or there'll be a um, particular person opening up the the first panel of the convention and stuff like that. Um, I didn't see anyone famous this year. Um, I actually... Normally, because it's a three-day event, and I usually only get there for the one day, I normally never line up for any of the big stuff that has a massive queue. Mm, you don't want to waste your time. But, yeah, but this year I did go to the um, the Cyberpunk stall, which had um, a reasonable queue. Cyberpunk, uh, is that in the video game, Cyberpunk 2077? Yep. Or? Yeah, okay. Cyberpunk 2077 by CD Projekt Red, and um, walked out of there with a free cyberpunk 2077 t-shirt and a double-sided poster mm-hmm. so i was pretty happy with that i went in the xena warrior princess nintendo 64 fighting game tournament i didn't realize that was a Which... video game did you <laughs> did you know that was even a game i don't think the guys making it knew it was a video game <laughs> it is it's one of these well it's the video game equivalent to the sort of movies we review yeah um, nobody has any idea how to play. It's more or less just fun button mashing and um, listening to the person who is a massive um, Xena fan that does the commentary as you're fighting. Uh, and I walked out of there with a um, second round knockout. So um, out of I, I made it through the first round somehow and then... Um, didn't get any get much further than that, but I got a couple of little prizes. I got a, um, a Wolfenstein Two soundtrack and a copy of Forza Seven. Um, so that was all right. Uh, bought some dice because I always go and buy dice, and um, just checked out a few stalls and played a, some Dungeons and Dragons and um, looked at a couple of indie. Um, video games that were out and nothing really sort of caught my eye this year there were a couple of, couple of times I've seen some stuff I've really liked but um, yeah I think this year I mostly spent my time around the, the tabletop and role playing areas Were you by yourself or with, with friends the whole time? 
Uh, bumped into a couple of people I knew while I was there, but oh, there's a Canadian guy, or something, isn't there? Oh, yeah, he um, th- there's a Canadian guy who does Drinking Quest, which is a light role playing game slash drinking game, and uh, he's there most years, but he didn't make it this year. But every year that he's been there for the last couple of years, I've brought him a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> Uh, but I knew he wasn't coming this year, so I didn't bother making any. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it. I probably spent a ton of money on stuff I didn't need, like dice. Although you can never have too many dice. And uh, some board games, some books, some D&D stuff. Um, and yeah, just hung out and had fun. Mm. I, I love going to PAX. I, it's my highlight every year. And, uh, and what about yourself? So you'll be back again next year, obviously. And the year after, and the year after that. And so numbers and, were good? Did so, they... Attendance was oh, high still? Yeah, it was sold out for, I think, two out of the three days, and there was only limited tickets for the other day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's and it's a big venue, so to sell out, they've got to have a lot of people. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's packed. There's always tons of people doing cosplay and stuff like that as well, which is always fun to check out. Nice. It's something yeah. like when I first got into podcasts and people were like talking about PAX when it was in America, I, mm-hmm. well, it was only in America. It's like, oh, it sounds so awesome. But then like I'd care less and less about video game podcasts and then the idea. Mm-hmm. So like, now we have one in Australia and I just can't be bothered. <laughs> but whereas if it was like a wrestling convention or equivalent type of thing, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely go to that. But, well, I know that um, Supernova... When it and Oz Comic Con, um, are more general pop culture yeah. rather than gaming, and I think it was it's Supernova has um, wrestling. Yeah, I think it's a- a- AWF. I think. Is yeah. It? So um, yeah, the yeah. If you decide to come up for that that weekend, I'll go down with you. Yeah, well, that's what the middle of the year, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's about June. Hmm. Oh. Well, what I've been up to, uh, last weekend I was in Melbourne for a couple of nights, went to Tough Mudder, so mm-hmm. for people that don't know Tough Mudder, it's a 16 kilometre obstacle course, it's pretty much one obstacle like every kilometre, I think there was 17 obstacles this time, so it's like you're running up like a huge like quarter pipe and you're, you're, you're helping people get to the top and then when you get to the top they pull you up and over, and mm-hmm. so this is my third one in two years, the other two... Some of the obstacles were longer and more difficult, and I've never like completed every obstacle before. Uh, but mm-hmm. the course, like getting between obstacles, has been fairly easy. It's just like running uh, up and through a field and down through valley type of stuff like that. But this one, uh, near Warrigal, so it's like 120 k's east of Melbourne CBD, mm-hmm. and getting between the obstacles was a real slog because there was just so much mud and like I'm like getting I was like I'm gonna lose my shoes if I just keep going through this and it's just so draining so I'll do a, a heap of it and then I'll get up and I'll just walk along the side and then oh, I guess I get back in the mud like the mud is like coming up to your knees and then some steps it goes like way up your thigh it's like fucking hell man this is <laughs> this is uh, not cool and then you're just trying to pull your foot back up without losing your, your runners because if they're down there, you ain't getting it back after that, I don't think. But uh, yeah, some of the actual obstacles had been made uh, more accessible, I suppose, for, for everybody. 
there must be like thousands of people there over the course of the day um yeah i completed every obstacle this time some things were, were easier but still absolutely nerve-wracking like we're standing in line for this one the leap of faith where you're you're jumping out over the the water probably a, a meter or so and there's like a big cargo net that hangs all the way down to the water and mm-hmm. you meant to like land like grab onto it and get your feet into it then you've got to climb up this cargo net a couple meters get onto the other side of it and then slide down like a diagonal pole to the other side yep. And we're standing there, and it's fucking, it's raining, it's cold, it's freezing, and it's like, God, this is taking ages. A heap of people got out of line because when the rain starts, like, no, we're not waiting in line. It must have been there for about 15, 20 minutes, felt like it at least. And it's like, right, now there's only like three or four people to go, we're almost there, it was just me and one friend. Finally, these people are getting out of the water, right, now it's my turn, and I just sort of stand at the edge, I'm like... Oh, <laughs> Hesit- <laughs> like I go to jump and I like I hesitate. And it's like I'm now I'm holding up everybody else. Like, I I just got to go and I, and I jumped. And as soon as like I got my hands, I was like, yes, I know, I'm safe and get up and go down the other side. And then my mate did it as well. And he like he'd been um, doing weight training with me and, and running and stuff for like the last eight eight months. And it's his first tough mutter. And like he got through everything as well. So he, he felt like he really accomplished a, a lot. And then um, I think it, co- it took us about three and a half hours total by the time we got through it all. Like we're not mm-hmm. not racing through the whole event, but um, you, you'd get to the top of an obstacle, then you'd help a few um, strangers get up to the top or whatever as well, and then you'd, you'd carry on with the course. So that was a lot of fun. And now I've already signed up for. It's not tough mud. It's meant to be more difficult. It's called Spartan Race, and this one. Oh yeah, it's heard, the Marvel, the Marvel Stadion. It's called, and it's going to be at Marvel Stadium, and it's, and it's um themed around Marvel comic characters. So, like, cool. You use the strength of Hulk and use the endurance of Captain America and the uh, the speed of Black Panther, all this sort of stuff. And so this is only a five kilometer course, but with twenty obstacles. So and Spartan do. They have like th- three different length ones. There's the the 5k, 13k, and 21k, and uh, like when you finish an event, you get a bit of a, a medal, like a wedge or something. So the uh, they give you the incentive to to complete all three. So then uh-huh. all three uh, distances to complete your your trophy type of thing. So I've signed up for that in February next year. But uh, earlier in the month, since we last recorded, I also went to a midnight visit, which is running in, in Melbourne, in North Melbourne, for I think it's one or two more weeks. It's been there for a few months. So this is like this live, immersive, interactive theatre experience. Have you seen any mm-hmm. ads for it in, over there or any, any advertising for it at all? Uh, I haven't, but um, that's not too surprising. So this is themed around Edgar Allan Poe and his stories mm-hmm. and... We were in there for an hour and a half, my girlfriend and I. But we got split up at the start. They, you go in, the entrance is like a, a funeral home, and they're playing like funeral music. It's all very somber. And there's a woman like, who gives you the instructions of, like, you're not allowed to speak when you're in there. You're not allowed to take photos, anything like that. And if uh, one of the, the actors wants to interact with you, then you can just, like, cross your arms, like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Because they sort of yep. whisk you off and and get you involved in some of the these bits um yeah but we got separated at the start it's like if you've got this wristband because they give you a wristband then you've got to come through this door so we we're in there for an hour and a half didn't even see each other until about 45 minutes in and it, the rooms are, it's like a haunted house but you don't purposely have people jumping out scaring you although i did get scared but um my favorite experience in like i really enjoyed the whole thing 
is like you just got these actors like in rooms like doing playing out a whole scene and then if yeah. if you could stay in that room for like an hour and and they might not come back but in that meantime they've gone off to other, like there's 36 rooms in this warehouse thing and you've got oh, wow. they're all different themes to different rooms and you're opening up treasure chests and say like, oh there's, there's a ladder in there let me go climb down the ladder and then i'm coming out in a different room and just little hidden secrets and things like that but i found myself in the hospital room and there's this really gaunt actress as a nurse and she's got the whole like you know 1800s type of uh clothing on type of stuff like that and she's not speaking but uh, there's no other civilians like me that are in the room and she she sort of waves at me and then she goes and sits down next to one of the three hospital beds and she like puts a hand on it. it's like uh like, come sit down here little boy <laughs> and i'm shooting <laughs> myself and and you get given like a, a black like surgeon mask thing to wear in there yep. so then you can easily tell who's just uh there to watch like, uh, an audience member type of thing and yep. it, it really helps cover you up for when you're going to start laughing or you just don't know what face to pull because you're pretty covered up and so i'll go sit down next to this woman and she's just staring at me the whole time and she's got like the spooky makeup and stuff and she's not speaking and she's like doesn't blink and um i'm like leaning like i'm sitting next to her but i'm leaning right away and i'm looking at her that i'm looking to the other side of the room because i just don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> felt like i was in a horror movie it was or like i don't like being scared watching movies but this it was this just weird experience i really enjoyed it and uh then she like she pulls like a bit of paper out of out of a top out of a pocket or something and she like holds it out to for me to to, to take and, and i'm looking and she's like she, she goes take it and i, I i'm slowly <laughs> i got my fingers get and i and as soon as I, I, I pull it away from her hand, she go, she bites at me, she goes, and I'm like, <laughs> and I open up the bit of paper and it says, I dismembered the corpse, something, something. And then she's just like staring at me and she goes, I suggest you run away now. And I just get up and I just walk out of that room as fast as I can. It's like, oh, this, this was really terrifying. I'm liking a horror movie, but it was fun. And then just as I've left that room, like one of the other actors has jumped out he's got all these chains and he's like a homeless crazy person he jumps out from behind a curtain because he was just going off to his next segment of the the play to do and he scared the shit out of me and i actually went oh like i yelled out oh fuck like you're not meant to speak in there or as they they claim they'll kick you out they're like oh yeah i was completely rattled but in a really fun way so definitely recommend if this episode's out in time it's on for another week or so people check out a midnight visit it was it was definitely worth the 65 bucks or whatever it was and you can stay in there for a few hours until you feel like you've seen everything so you, you can leave any time that you want oh, sounds good mm. so that's the cool stuff that i've been up to this last month you been up to anything else do you see joker yet uh yeah kind of Ended up being forced to having to go see it. I hadn't planned on it. Mm. Um, my daughter and niece wanted to go see it. And my niece is only 14. Oh, jeez. So they wouldn't allow... Like, her parents were fine with her going in, but she wasn't allowed in without a parent or without an adult. And um, we were planning on just dropping them off and coming back a couple of hours later. So we ended up having to pay an obscene amount for tickets at the last second. 
and my wife and I went in and watched it with her. Um, and I'm one of these people that didn't enjoy the movie. I, I didn't hate it. Like, it didn't blow me away. It's not doing anything new. And like on podcast I really enjoy, the How to Survive podcast, they were reviewing it and they said, would anybody give a shit about this movie if it wasn't Joker? If this was just like John Smith or whatever? If it didn't have the DC mm. and the Batman stuff in it? Like, would anybody care? Because it's it's just doing like Taxi Driver and, and other movies in it. Yeah, I mean, I went in there... I probably had a bad attitude going into it because I hadn't planned on on paying for <laughs> to, a movie. to go see yeah. it, and and it was one of these extreme screen ones, so it's like twenty eight bucks a Ooh. ticket. Oh jeez, um, yeah, yeah. Mine was twelve dollars um, fifty. <laughs> yeah, I wish. So and there were two of us, so <laughs> it was not cheap. Um, but it was dark. It was depressing. Um, it was dirt grot just dark and grimy and um i didn't click with the character at all so it was just i walked out of there thinking well that's two hours of my life gone um i i, I, I recognize that there was good i recognize yeah. that there was good cinematography and that the acting was you know really really good but i didn't enjoy the plot i didn't enjoy the character um I didn't enjoy the setting. Uh, yeah, just not for me. I really liked the score. Like the, the music was really, really yeah. good. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, did you have any crackheads in your your screening? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, okay. Because we had yeah. people that were very audibly like they were like any time there was like a, a a quiet like dialogue scene, they were just like repeating the dialogue verbatim out loud to oh, okay. each other. And then they're oh, like, this, this just, was about eleven a.m. on a Sunday, so well, this was three thirty yesterday. And then they're like, yeah. towards the end, like they're just sticking their fists and their fingers and and hand hand signals up at the screen, carrying on. It's like what yeah. the like an hour into the movie, like I was looking at the time, I was like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. And I come back in, and this is when all the the crackheads started chatting away. And I've sat down next to my oh, mate, yeah. and then I'm like, what? Who's talking? Who's laughing? And they were doing like the Joker laugh, just like random. Anytime it was quiet enough that you could hear them, they were just like laughing at nothing. And I've turned to my friend. I'm like, and I go, what the fuck? Is, is somebody talking? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking crack. Because when we arrived there, we're waiting for the woman to scan our ticket. And there was this like crazy guy. I was like, surely this guy's homeless. How does he have a ticket? And he just starts yelling out, this is, you're seeing Joker? And he's like looking at us. And I'm just like, I'm not answering. Am I. And then he's like, this is some bureaucratic nonsense or shit right here. And I'm oh my God, don't talk to us. And my mate's one of these people that he wouldn't go, he'll talk to anybody. Like, he'll, he'll just mouth off. <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> he's just like, shut the fuck up. I don't care what you've got to say. <laughs> so I was waiting for him to kick off during the screening. And I, was just, I got really nervous because I'm like, oh, Damien's going to get us kicked out. <laughs> he's going to argue with these guys. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't. But he, he seemed like incredibly close to it, so it was, it was a very awkward experience. So uh, I, I did want to tie in a, like a, a joke. Is like, well, yesterday I watched this comic book movie about like this one person's like depression and downfall. Like I was trying to tie it into How the Duck, but I just couldn't get there, so I didn't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> but yeah, by the way, we're going to be talking about How the Duck on this episode. <laughs> Twenty minutes into the podcast, <laughs> we'll mention it. 
Well, we should um, we should get into it then, shouldn't we? <sighs> so, Howard the Duck. Experience the first feature-length film based on a Marvel comic that, in a weird way, set the stage for things to come. Featuring their first sky beam, first forgettable alien villain, and first alcoholic womanizing hero. Really, the only reason it failed is because they got everything else wrong. So very, very wrong. Oh, Howard, you really are the worst. <laughs> Suit up with Howard. Just don't look too hard at the suit, because it's extremely janky. How about when they can rev up that machine and send me back home? When he's plucked from Duckworld and sent to Cleveland's Glamrock District, he'll embark on an epic quest to complain about whatever's in front of him. Talk about a rotten day. Oh, now I'm really depressed. While outside forces literally drag him through the whole movie against his will. Ow! Howard, this Damn isn't it. working! You stupid Albert! <laughs> It's okay, Howard. We don't want to be here either. But this duck won't fly alone. Prepare for an ensemble film where every character can be described as the dumb one, featuring Tim Robbins as the entire cast of Big Bang Theory at once. <laughs> it's nothing! Never mind! <laughs> and Animal Kingdom Ducky? Because aside from the fact that she's trading food and shelter for sex. I've got a headache. And I got the aspirin. Ducks have corkscrew-shaped penises that extend the lengths of their entire bodies. This relationship, it defies all the laws of nature. And physics? But this isn't a serious film meant to be analyzed. It's a goofy comedy. And on that level, it's also terrible. Because whatever problems you may have with the MCU's quips, it's nothing compared to the relentless barrage of duck puns. Seeing eye duck. What's this, the key to your duck mobile? Oh, great duck in heaven. No one laughs at a master of quacking. Man, these are foul. Oh, crap, now they've got me doing it. From 1986, not any earlier than that, 1986. Yes, yes, I, abused, like, I commented on somebody's <laughs> post on YouTube. Because I, was, I watched the movie and then it's like, I'm going to like watch some stuff on YouTube about it and see what they had to say and if there's anything I missed in that. And uh, I was reading the comments, somebody goes, this is a great 80s movie. And I go, it's 1978. So I don't know where I got that from. Mm. Um, so, uh, what can we say? It, it's a movie that's infamous for, um, for being a terrible movie, but we weren't sure just how bad it'd be or how good it'd be when we came to rewatch it. It has a, uh, 4.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it's not a terrible which, score for nah, IMDb. We, we've definitely reviewed worse. I think it could be a lot of nostalgic votes as well, because I... I hadn't seen this movie until yesterday. Had you seen it before? No, I no, first time as well. Yeah, I can't believe this movie is an hour and fifty minutes long. <laughs> it's obscenely long for yeah. for a, a 1986 film. Like that's just crazy talk. Uh, have you looked at the IMDb page? Because I really want to know why uh, Michael J. Fox is shown in the clip. Yeah, um, that is because um, Lee Thompson, who plays Beverly, the main human actor in the movie hmm. is um mum in the back mom to the future in back to yeah. the future yeah i don't know why it's there every time i see it it's just like what the cuz you know michael j fox is right in the middle of the the shot there and it's got nothing to do with how the duck yeah it made me think that her. he was actually in the movie or he was <laughs> or the duck was going to get turned human and it was going to be michael j fox i was i was so it made me like skip uh, skim through the cast list and i was like why is it showing michael j fox 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why they've got that still there. But, um, yeah. Um, so, basic plot line. Do you want to have a go or do you want me to have a... Uh, let, okay, let me try... Because I did watch this movie yesterday, most of it, and then I just watched some, like, the rest of it an hour or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go for, from memory. So we're in, like, an alternate world, uh, a different planet. We've got Howard the Duck. He sits on his couch, and then it gets zoomed off out of the atmosphere, and it goes to Earth, and then everybody wants to kill him. He meets Leah Thompson, who's the singer in, like, a glam rock punk band, yep, I think. called Cherry punk Bomb. Band. And then she meets him, and I think they had sex or something. Uh, more scientists. She, Tim Robin turns up, and it's like, is that really Tim Robbins? Like he, he aged dramatically in like through the nineties. Like he turned from this nineteen eighty six Tim Robbins into the Tim Robbins that we know, like, like a decade later. Mm. Um, then there's like the scientist guy who they do the experiment again, and it injects himself with an alien who takes over his body and then it turns into like some real body horror like thing the fly type of stuff and then they just sort of turn that into a joke and it's like okay now this it turned horrific for about five seconds and like nah don't worry there's a kid's film still (laughs) um and then he turns into a giant alien at the end and he gets shot with a laser cannon and then they no, they have to blow up the teleporter as well. And then Howard the Duck has to remain on Earth to be the manager of the band, and he plays a guitar. And it's a lot of vibes of Marty McFly playing guitar. How was that? Was that close? How was that? Was that because that's all I remember from the movie? All right. And the police like continually keep on chasing down Howard the Duck for some reason. It made me think of the of Thor, the, the first Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I was getting different... I, I can yeah. see how you get vibes of that. Yeah. So, to me, the movie's basically in two parts. The first part is how the duck lives on a planet where instead of evolving from apes, they evolve from ducks. And the first five minutes of this movie were the hardest for me to watch. I thought that was because, the best well, part of the movie. <laughs> it, it's because of the puns. So yeah, you, got, you got you got hard over the duck tits, didn't you? Like there's new there's female duck person nudity in this movie. Like there's boobs <laughs> with nipples <laughs> in a PG film. But they're on a duck, so it's fine. Um, apparently, he wasn't supposed to wear pants in the movie either, but um, Disney had a word to them about it. Um, so, what, did this have something to do with Disney? No, no. But it's this just, is a uni- just having, having a talk. No, it's just having a talking duck with no pants was just a little too Donald Duck oh, for, oh, okay. for Disney's yeah. liking. Yep. But right, you know, you, you go in there and it's things like, you know, there there are movie posters on the wall for Splash Dance instead of Flash Dance, Breeders of the Lost Stork instead of Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, you know. I wouldn't um, be surprised if the town he was play in duck. Called, yeah, play play duck, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just so full of duck puns that um, I struggled to get through those first five minutes, and then it went full on badly awesome for uh, for a couple of minutes, where he basically he's walked into his house, he's chucked his keys down, he's gone to sit down on his chair and unwind after his day at work. And 
all of a sudden his chair gets pulled through the wall, pulled through a couple of other apartments, out into the um, city, and then up into space with... him. He could survive in the vacuum of space. I did like this <laughs> going through space bit because it, it's like... This is in the same world as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, what planets can we see in the distance? These galaxies here. Like, this is all. We visit this like me- like decades later when Guardians of the Galaxy comes around. Because Howard the Duck does have a cameo at the end of that first Guardians movie. It does exactly twenty eight so, years after the um, the Howard the Duck movie one. came out. Yeah. So um, yeah, the the whole scene of him being sucked out of his world and into ours was, I mean, the special effects weren't great. The logic made no sense at all. How the hell does a guy on a couch get sucked through the vacuum of space without dying? And I'm pretty sure he was still talking as he was going through space. Maybe Duck's um, a different law of physics, I don't know. No. no. Like that, it, it, that... It's, it's Sharknado physics all over again. It's just there because it is. Oh my god! I clicked on the director's name just to see what else he does. Like, click on this Willard Hyuk guy mm-hmm. and just just look at his profile picture on IMDb. He's a oh. cone head. Oh, okay. Look at his head. Hang on, hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. Like he's not actually in cone heads, but yeah, Willard Hyuk. Oh yeah, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a very um, oval-shaped head. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the first half of the movie is about Howard landing on Earth, trying to reacclimatize, and um, he ends up in this seedy... Made, I can't remember what town it was, but it was very much a 80s LA sort of vibe. Oh, it was with, Cleveland. Oh, it was, that was Cleveland? He goes, okay. this is Cleveland. And he goes, that's a funny name for a planet. <laughs> and, and then Leah Thompson goes, no, it's Earth, I think. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he, he crash lands in his couch and um, bumps into some some punks and some gangsters and what have you that all sort of having him all running around and getting scared and running away and uh, eventually he ends up being pulled into a nightclub as more or less as a prank where they hand hand him on to some guy saying hey we found you a date and shoves him in and just pushes everyone through into the bar which is where we see Beverly for the first time she's singing at that bar with her band um, Cherry Bomb which uh, doesn't really um, have a particularly good manager at the moment, but uh, we get to that a bit later on. Um, and then uh, yeah, Howard and Beverly end up meeting, becoming friends. Uh, she takes him to the only person he she knows that's even vaguely a scientist, which is um, Tim Robbins's character, who I think was a janitor or a junior assistant or something like that at a um. Um, museum and then um, he how the duck ends up trying to get a job and you know, it's all that sort of general acclimatization 
type thing and there's a bit of a romance building between um an interspecies romance building between beverly and howard yeah uh, which is <laughs> interesting yeah um and then we end up with um jeffrey jones playing dr walter jenning come in with uh with his assistant and says look we know what's going on we um we're doing this thing with our science machine and it went off course and it sucked you up from your planet and you know one of your feathers landed in our lab which is how we knew it was you we did a dna test or something i don't know the science stuff and they go right well we'll just take you back to our lab we'll reverse the process and we'll shoot you back to your world and um that more or less wraps up the first half of the movie and then for the second half of the movie you've got the um the returning how it doesn't work and instead this overlord of the universe dark power gets sucked into dr jennings instead um and he starts to transform into this dark overlord creature and has powers and um then he tries to take over the world and bring down a whole bunch of other dark overlords using the science machine and um the rest of it is howard and beverly and um tim robbins character all trying to stop him from um conquering the world which uh, as you said before ends in them having to destroy the machine and howard getting stuck on on the planet earth yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why did they decide to make Howard the Duck of all bloody movies at this time? Like, <laughs> you, you, I think, did you have like the dodgy Spider-Man and the dodgy Captain America? Like, those things must have been knocking around at this point. Yep. Um, it just seems like such a weird movie. Yeah. It's like, let's make Howard the Duck. Like, how popular were the comics of Howard the Duck? I don't think they were that popular. But, um, I mean, it was a, a Marvel comic that had been around for a while, so it was a character yeah, that exists. It's but, I mean, established, yeah. you can say the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. Prior yeah, to the movie, not many people knew much about Mardians, uh, Mardians? The Guardi- Guardians of the <laughs> yeah. Galaxy. I'd never heard of them before, that's for sure. Um, so I'd, I'd read a couple of their things, but I wasn't really super familiar with them and not with that... Um, particular group of them is Howard the Duck in like Marvel vs Capcom 3 or anything like that I'm not too sure has he been put in a video game uh it wouldn't surprise me um but I'm I haven't played either Marvel vs Capcoms yeah but I've got the second one um well Howard the Duck on the Commodore 64 that exists that does not surprise me Oh, I think he's in one of those Lego games as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They could easily chuck him in there. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you reckon was your... Um, what did you like about the movie? Or what was your favourite scene? Or I like the, the puns. I, I like Planet, Planet Duck or whatever it's called. Like, that sort of stuff. I thought it was, was fun. Um... And when the guy, the uh, the scientist guy Jennings, started turning into the monster, 
And I thought, like, his makeup effects and, like, the way they'd changed the shape of his skull before he went full-on crazy. It's like, and just, it's like, I am no longer Dr. Jennings. I am now Dr. Like, that's, I really, <laughs> that stuff was fun. I liked that a lot, actually. Mm. It was so campy and over-the-top was fun. Yeah. Um, How about you? What do you think? I, I loved the just general 1980s campiness of the whole thing. Um, the hair, the costumes, the um, complete lack of any logic for, for pretty much everything. Um, it was just fun. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say probably some of the one-liners and... Um, just the, actually the the look on Howard's face when he they go out to the diner and someone cooks up fried eggs, and that whole sort of scene in the diner was quite fun. But um, yeah, I, I think I just really enjoyed the the location and how it was set and um, how it, yeah yeah I'm being a bit vague there, but <laughs> that's right yeah and um, what. I guess we're up to a rating, really, aren't we? So, um, as far as uh, our ratings, yeah, you got. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of think of a score. You you go. You talk. Okay. You go. So, um, just to recap our um, our rating system, it's a one to nine, where a one to three is just a bad movie with absolutely no redeeming features. Um, four to six is a just a regular movie. And seven to nine is so bad that it's actually fun. So it's it's badly awesome. And uh, I might as well go first while Ben's still thinking of a score. Yeah. And I'm going to give this probably about a seven point five, maybe an eight. Yeah. It's it's definitely not a terrible movie in with no redeeming features, and it definitely doesn't fit into a regular movie thing. It's definitely one of the badly awesome ones. It's fun, it's cheesy, it has massive gaps in logic and plotline, um, but you enjoy yourself when you're watching it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it an 8. Alright, I guess I'll go with 7 then by that scoring. Like, I certainly didn't love it or anything, but it wasn't overly boring. I didn't find myself looking at the phone too much. I could easily <laughs> follow what was going on. There was some good puns and, and gags and things like that. There's some enjoyable bits to it. But uh, don't think I could ever recommend it to anybody. All right. Well, that was our review of How the Duck. And it's your pick this month. What are we uh, going to watch next month? All right. So I've got three movies. I'm going to do a poll between the three and put it up on Twitter for a few weeks or something like that. Yep. Uh, all these are either on Stan or Netflix. So don't worry. I've already checked. Cool. So we're going to go with... From 1997, Anaconda. Nice. Yeah, okay. So that's on Netflix. Uh, secondly, 1995, Species. Okay, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it since watching it on TV one night. Way like back then, like probably 96 or 97. So that's on Stan. And then thirdly, I wanted to go with the first movie, but it, it wasn't streaming anywhere just because I haven't seen it for such a long time. And I think I liked it. But we're going to go with the sequel... Return to the Blue Lagoon. Okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with the Blue Lagoon movies? Uh, not particularly, no. 
Um, I know my wife loved the original. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know much about it. I think the the first one was about a boy and a girl that end up stranded on a deserted island, basically, and yeah, grew yeah. up together. So um, I, I can't like I have the plots of both of them mixed up, and I couldn't tell you which happens in which movie. Um, and I don't know if the characters in number two are the kids off from the first one, or one of them is the kid from the first movie. Like I'll, I'll obviously, if this movie gets gets picked, and I doubt anybody's going to vote for it. But then I like I'll do the research. I'll probably I'll go back and watch the first one because I think it might have been on. It might it might have to pay to rent it on YouTube. I think that might have been the case. Oh yeah. Um. So I'll put those three up on, on Twitter and we'll, we'll see how we go. So. Alrighty. So that's for next time. Anything else to talk about? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers everything. It's a um, yeah. pretty short one this time around. Um, but yeah, oh, put that Twitter time. poll up and we'll see how we go with the next movie. Hmm. Well, what, what things are coming up in your life in the next few weeks so if we want to pad this out a bit i've got wrestling on november the 9th i think it is so the last melbourne city wrestling show for the year that's coming up have you been watching any or aware of all elite wrestling since since that started up i have been told i should absolutely watch it but they've got their youtube like they do dark matches and then they Mm. put them up a week later on on youtube for free it's an, an hour long show and you might get Three matches and then like the highlights and promo stuff. So mm. it's an easy way to consume an hour for free of high quality wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've definitely heard good things about it. but um, And I've been told to, to check out the dark matches on YouTube. But um, yeah, have not actually seen it yet. All right, yeah, I've, I've really got nothing coming up. So... Um, going to be fairly boring in my life hopefully for the next little while <laughs> hopefully um, well um, yeah just keep things nice and quiet for a bit get a re- mm. get the batteries recharged before the whole Christmas madness kicks in mm. we've already got houses in our area that have got Christmas lights up oh god what yeah are you doing Halloween at all because you, the family did Halloween last year I remember did you have ninja outfits, or was that for something else? That was for um, Oz Comic Con. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's when uh, Dari was on the podcast. I'm saying that couldn't have been October last <laughs> year when that had happened. Um, I'm still sober. Cool. <laughs> so good news there. Let's have a look. I think it's 65 days. Just loading up my um, quit drinking, stay sober app. Was it 64 days and 17 hours? And... Uh, I've saved seven hundred and eighty-five dollars. Geez, that's not bad. Not bad at all. So, and currently in my allowance, I have three hundred and seventy-two dollars left from the things that I have, I've bought. Where frivolous spendings, it's like I wouldn't normally buy this, but because of like I've built up such an allowance of um, savings from alcohol, yep. it's like yep, I can spend money on this or that. And um, my next big thing coming up, actually. I'm not sure. When is that? December the 15th. Oh, it's a while. I'm going canyoning with the girlfriend. So cool. that's it. Have you, do you know what canyoning is? I don't think I'd even heard of the term, but we're going in the water and I think it's a bit like abseiling and 
jumping down through uh not rapids but it's that kind of thing where you know you got a helmet on and and you got the floaties and <laughs> doing some somewhat dangerous stuff that's up a cradle mountain and i've never even been to cradle mountain before let alone gone canyoning there so that's a, a nice little adventure coming up in a in a month or so nice well um yeah. if if you've seen it before we record if you've done it before we record the next show we can talk about it then otherwise mm. it'll it'll be pretty close when we record i'd say yeah Alright. Oh, we had feedback. Uh, yes. Dave Robinson from uh, 60 Minutes With. Do you have it in front of you? Because I've got it sort of in my head a little bit. Just that yeah. I know that he enjoyed How the Duck more than uh, the last few years' offerings of uh, MCU movies. Yeah. But uh, it could be a nostalgia thing as well. I'm, I'm not sure. Let me just bring it up here. I've got the BAMcast mentioned. So we have... Um, Going back to the first one, we have Sean Aiken. Saw it in theatres. All I remember was it dissolved quickly into a series of dumbass one-liners. That and the Anatine rubber. And the Anatine? Anatine. A-N-A-T-I-N-E. I haven't heard that word before. No, me either. Uh, then we had 60 Minutes with... with uh, I'd much rather watch Howard again than anything in the MCU from the last few years. And he included a link to their review of Howard the Duck. So he on, doesn't uh, necessarily like said that he liked the movie. He just uh, would rather watch it than the MCU. Like <laughs> we had Endgame came out this year. Like what's he talking about? <laughs> well, Howard the Duck was in Endgame. True. Um, he might be getting confused with the DC movies. Let's just let's just pretend <laughs> that's what he did. Well, he can he can contact us if he doesn't agree. Yeah. All right, well, we will wrap it up. Glad I remember that at the last minute. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So we will wrap that up there and uh, be back in another month with, well, to be decided, depending on the Twitter poll that you're going to put out. Yes, yes. Uh, What do you reckon? Have it run for like two weeks and we'll retweet it a a few times across that? Uh, Maybe just a week. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll do a few retweets and a few nudges over that week. Because that gives us more time to actually get around to watching it. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but me finding spare times always. I I'm, always I'm, save I'm these terrible. movies for like the yeah. like the day before. It's like because we never like really have it nailed down when we're going to record, and no. then it comes up. Oh, we're going to record like in like say if it's a Tuesday, it's like yeah, okay, we'll record Friday, or and it's like okay, what do I need to watch this week? Okay, <laughs> yep, I can I can do it like that last day, <laughs> and uh, well. Should also mention my other the podcast that I'm on the uh, B Plus podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. We we record like once a. It's meant to be like every Wednesday, but last week it was meant to be Wednesday, and then it moved. No, it was meant to be Thursday, then it moved to Friday, and then it's been moved to. They tried to go for Sunday, and I'm like, no, I'm recording this on Sunday, and then they go, oh Monday, and someone's like, no, I've got a family thing on Monday. So Tuesday, and we'll get to Tuesday night, and it'll be postponed again. So, yeah. but uh, you're always very reliable, Justin. There's the occasional time where we we might need a postpone, but it's always plenty of notice, a, a few days notice. Like, actually, can't do it on this day. Yep. So, I I, I try and be as organised as I can, yeah. but um, you know, family and all that, you can always count on something Blame. going on. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, I'm going to make tracks and I will catch you next month. Yes, I'll talk to you then. Alright, bye. Bye.